It's time for the Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. a uh, little check-in with uh, Coach Nate. That's coming up here, like I said, yeah, we got about a uh, half hour or so. Sam King also going to join us here in uh, about 15 minutes or so. A lot of stuff going on with uh, high school athletics, not just the football, but uh, it's a big weekend for soccer sectionals, man. We got a lot of soccer teams competing for sectional titles. Very excited about that. Sam will help uh, put us up on all of that action as well. But let's go ahead and get started. It's the Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, let's get started with the Thursday night football game last night. Colts beat the Broncos 12-9 in OT. Brutal game to watch here. Matt Ryan, 26-41, 251. Two INTs. Russ was cooking, and it was a grease fire. 21 for 39, 274, and two INTs. Naheem Hines knocked out early in this one into the concussion protocol. The whole thing was just a mess. 15 combined penalties. I'm not even going to go into watching all 22 screen caps and seeing how many misses there were in critical junctures here. I don't know who that guy was, that rookie playing left tackle for the Colts last night, but woof. Let us never speak of this game again. Uh, Colts 2-2-1. Jaguars coming in on next Sunday. After the game, Jim Irsay told Anthony Calhoun of Wish TV, quote, there's no such thing as an ugly win. Sir, I beg to differ. I don't know if you watched the game or not. There's no such thing as a beautiful loss. So to me, I know it was tough, but this win looks like a beauty to me. Raquel Welch times 40. Oh, God. No! One of the most disgusting games I've ever seen. Over to the Bears side of things, David Montgomery back on the practice field yesterday. He's been out of action since week three with an ankle injury. Montgomery listed as a limited participant on the team's injury reports and uh, we'll see what it looks like for today but chance he could play against the Vikings now on Sunday uh, Purdue football with a quarterback commit in the class of 2023 remember they lost Ricky Collins uh, when he decided to succumb to the Cajun accent of Ryan Kelly uh, Ryan Brown is his name He'll take Purdue up on his offer just a few days after the Boilers extended a scholarship to him. A pro-style quarterback playing was out of Michigan. And then according to GoldenBlack.com, during COVID, went down to Florida, won a state title there, playing some prep ball out in New York this year. Had offers from uh, smaller schools, but he had been on campus some big-time 
programs. Penn State, Michigan State, UCLA, Clemson, most recently Wisconsin, all showing some interest. Purdue snaps them up right away. Preseason NBA tonight. The Pacers are in New York to take on the Knicks. The Bulls hosting the Nuggets. Blackhawks lose another preseason matchup last night to the Wild 4-1. Jack Johnson was the lone goal scorer. Oh, boy. That's not good. Preseason wraps up Saturday, 8 o'clock in St. Louis for the Blackhawks. Girls soccer sectionals are now set after last night. It's uh, McCutcheon over Logansport 4-1. Jeff over Kokomo 5-0. Those two square off. Uh, Rensselaer Central defeats Twin Lakes, which means West Lafayette and their 5-0 win over New Prairie uh, takes on the Bombers. And then over at CC, the uh, Knights 2-1 over Benton Central. Faith Christian, a 4-0 winner over Covington. All those games on Saturday. Again, we'll have Sam King on here in just a little bit, and uh, he'll help us out uh, with all that stuff. That is your need-to-know news for this uh, Friday. Okay. We got a lot of one-sided high school football later on this evening. You're going to hear Central Catholic and Benton Central here in our airwaves starting at 6.30, and then we'll have a uh, kickoff at uh, 7 o'clock out there at uh, BC. Everybody is on the road this uh, Friday night here locally. All five teams taken off, which is kind of weird, but whatever. Again, we got CC at BC tonight. Um, You've got uh, West Lafayette out at Twin Lakes this evening. Westside still number one in 3A. Uh, You've also got Harrison at Logansport, which... You would think should be the most competitive game of the evening. I don't know about that. I mean, you got to look. Look at who Logansport has been beating up on. I mean, I, I get it. The record looks great. But a majority of their wins are coming against uh, the bottom four teams in the conference which isn't great. Uh, it's coming against uh, Peru, who is a 3A team that's 2-5. and five. Washington, another 3A team, that is 2-5. I, I just I can't buy into the Berries. 14-0 loss to Kokomo is the one loss on the year. But they've beaten Tech, McCutcheon, Marion, and Richmond. Harrison is a very, very good team. Harrison is the best team in the conference. I think they should have little problem tonight. That's my thought. And then uh, you've got McCutcheon heading down to Arsenal Tech. They need that one badly um, because I still think McCutcheon is a better team than what the record reflects. But last week, Jeff took it all out on them after that frustrating loss to Harrison at home. Uh, that was a tough up. That was a tough matchup for them. They go down to Arsenal Tech and get that win. Uh, they've got a winnable game next week against Marion. Uh, they should be good. Speaking of Marion, uh, they are going to uh, they're they're going to get the pleasure of getting whooped by Jeff tonight. So uh, yeah, Jeff going to make that trip there, uh, handle their business, come on home. They'll take on Kokomo next week in a nice little tune-up before they hit sectionals, and then uh, the sectional draw coming up on Sunday. Uh, exciting stuff tonight. Well, first off, best bets here. I mean, how easy was that under last night? Ah. Oh, so easy. 
I wish, man, I was doing the pumpkin patch thing. I really wish I would have taken a no touchdown. I really would have sprinkled something on it, truly. Couldn't even find it at halftime, though, on a couple of books. They hide some of that stuff sometimes. But uh, tonight, hold on, what else did we do? Uh, we hit the, um, we came up a half a yard short on um, on Judy, which was frustrating. But we were fading Pittman, that was great. Uh, we hit all these unders, that was great. Broncos do not cover, even though they had a tremendous chance to do it on several occasions. Uh, a little bit of a wash last night, that's okay. Uh, we're back at it, though, tonight. Uh, we do have Rutgers hosting Nebraska. Cornhuskers, a three-point favorite in this one on the road. And how can you not go with the Cornhuskers? I mean, this seems a little bit too easy to me. I'm almost like, what What am I missing? Now, we'll say this. Rutgers does have a good pass defense. They, uh, they kind of frustrated C.J. Stroud there for a while in that game last week. But this is also the same Rutgers team that lost to Iowa. They let Iowa score 27 points. Iowa's offense. Get out of here. Nebraska, we all know what's going on with the coaching situation and everything, but they got much better players on offense. And they can run the football here, too. I, I like Rutgers' defense, but I just think Nebraska's offense is a little bit better. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of this game. I, I personally not going to really put it on the card tonight. If you feel like you got to go someplace, I guess it's with Nebraska. Both these teams are terrible. Both these teams are meh against the spread. Nebraska's one and four. Rutgers is two, two and one against the spread. Not a great beat here. Rutgers. Three wins come from Boston College by a point. They smoked Wagner, and then they beat Temple by two points. Meanwhile, Nebraska just got their stuff kicked in by uh, Oklahoma two weeks ago. They held off Indiana, got up big in that one. IU had a charge back, but then uh, they ended up winning that one by 14. Nebraska's just so inconsistent. I mean, on paper, I should want to take Nebraska, but... Sometimes you just don't know what Nebraska team is going to show up. Plus, they're actually on the road in a true road game here for the first time this season. There's just too many variables in this one. I don't like it for you. If you want to get in on it, I guess I kind of have to take Nebraska, but I would not be I would not be happy about that pick. I don't even know what I did I even take them in Media Mania? I don't even know if I took them in Media Mania to be honest. See, I hate this game. I hate this game for you. You feel the need. I guess Nebraska in the three. I don't know. I'll double check and see what I took here. I have no idea what I took in Media Mania. Uh, but best of luck to you, whatever you do. Best of luck. All right, we're going to take a little time out here. Hang around. Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier, my guest next. Stick around. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer. 1017. Hey, welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I did take Nebraska Media Mania. I looked it up, so we're good to go. I guess we'll ride with the Nebraska minus three. 
All right, let's go on over to our Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. We're going to bring in our good friend Sam King of the Lafayette Journal and Courier. Nobody covering high school sports like this guy does. And uh, this is a busy, busy weekend for him. Sam, great to have you on. Uh, before we get into all of the uh, football tonight here, uh, a big weekend for soccer sectionals for boys and girls, because I don't feel like anybody's eliminated at this point when I look at the results. Um, this has turned into a, one heck of a soccer community, hasn't it? Yeah, this, uh, so obviously there's been a lot of success in uh, soccer in this area in recent years. A uh, great rise in terms of just number of kids competing in soccer, uh, kids that are doing travel soccer, and you've seen that in the results. You've had Harrison boys soccer go to the state finals a couple times and, and won a state championship. West Lafayette boys were in the state finals last year. Uh, the West Lafayette girls won a state championship here in, I think, about eight or nine years ago. Central Catholic went back-to-back years and won a state title. Uh, so, you know, that's great uh, for the community. And then Faith Christian's always been kind of a, a team that's been competitive in the sectional, um, you know, won a regional title on the girls' side once upon a time. Uh, and both of those programs are looking really good, like they can make some deep tournament runs uh, this season. So it's going to be very exciting, very busy Saturday where my car will be um, racking up the miles, going from cross-country in the morning to uh, ideally three different sectional championships uh, over the course of the day. So we'll see how it all pans out, and I uh, predict we'll probably have – Quite a few county teams playing next week in the regional. Yeah, you're going to be tired, too, because then you get all the football tonight, you get all that uh, with cross-country and soccer tomorrow, and then, of course, Sunday you get the uh, with, the, with the sectional draws, right, for uh, high school football. So, uh, yes. I mean, you're going, to, you're going to be the sports page. Uh, so congratulations on that on this weekend. Let's talk a little bit about some of these uh, games here tonight. Um, our big featured matchup tonight, Central Catholic, Benton Central, um, the Knights at five and two, another great win for them. Um, look, BC is, it's a nice story. I think I, I like coach Stanford, what they've been able to do this year. But, um, I, when I look at it here, I just, I, I just think CC's got too many or Baylor Smith's just too darn good. Um, I, I don't know how BC stops a force like that. Yeah. It's, uh, unfortunately, you know, Benton central, this is a game probably would have liked to see early in the season before CC got on this current role it's on because the Knights look pretty darn good right now. Uh, they're right where they want to be, kind of, I'm sure, Coach Nay uh, coming up on your show will tell you differently, but uh, I think they're, they're kind of on a great path to take a lot of momentum into the postseason. Um, depending who they play next week, that's a great uh, game that should be competitive uh, and catapult them into the, the tournament. Uh, where a lot of people think Central Catholic is a team that could compete for the Class 2A uh, North representative in the state finals. So um, I know that's always the goal at Central Catholic. you still got to take care of business, and there's a, a couple of darn good teams in, in 2A North, uh, Andran being one, uh, Fort Wayne North being one, but uh, you know the, the sectional should be uh, one they could get through, and I think that with the momentum they're on, they probably believe right now they can beat anybody, and they're just going to be more of the same probably for Benton Central tonight. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I think the big thing for Benton Central is to compete in this game and feel like, hey, we are getting better. I know we got stumped by, you know, West Lafayette, but they've been in some close games, found a way to win three one-score games this year, which, uh, as Coach Fry told me a couple of weeks ago, teams that are trying to find their way typically will lose those games, uh, not win those games. So that's been a nice feather in the cap to 
to be three and four right now and say, hey, we've got things going in the right direction over there at BC. Yeah, they get a nice matchup in the uh, sectional, and then you talk about the crossover games, a chance for them to get another win there, and uh, that's uh, that's definitely something to build on for that program. Uh, number one, West Lafayette goes out to Twin Lakes uh, tonight, and really the, the biggest thing for West Lafayette is to be able to come back with everybody uh, not injured, uh, snake-bitten, it just seems like. Uh, another big loss again last week, huh, Sam? Yeah, Cooper Kitchell got hurt. He's, uh, I guess, what you would call a tight end in their offense. He's, I think he plays more of a receiver, but he, he's in a tight end position, and, and he does do a lot of blocking and such. So um, that's a, a tough spot. You know, he's got a twin brother who's going to fulfill some of those reps, uh, who has grown up a quarterback and has been playing defensive end this year because he wanted to get on the field and realize, hey, Max Mullis probably provides more to this offense than I do right now. So uh, what can I do when they found a spot for him on defense? Well, uh, I just you feel bad for West Lafayette because you think a few weeks ago, uh, you know, take it back to week two maybe, you say this is a team that looks like it could win a state championship coming off a win against Harrison that was a, a, a huge boost for that team. And then it's torn ACL, broken leg. You know, now you got the, a kid with a busted up shoulder who's a, a key part of that team. First uh, appendix. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's either West Lafayette has no injuries or they just have a ton of injuries. And this is one of those years where, Everybody seems to, to keep getting hurt, and not that they don't have guys that they can place in, in some of those positions, but at some point you have to say, you know, we're really limited on, you know, we can't have every guy on our team play both sides of the ball in special teams because we don't have the numbers. Um, this, I think this is a week where, listen, West Lafayette's going to win this game by 40, 50, 60 points if it wants to. It's more about finding what guys fill what roles before you get into the tournament because, there's going to be a time there where they're going to have to know what they've got in certain positions uh, in case somebody goes out or, you know, as of right now, just with guys being out. Talk with Sam King of the Journal Courier here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Let's go down to Logansport, uh, where Harrison uh, makes the road trip there to take on another 6-1 and team. Um, this is a team that's also uh, you know, trying to slow down the, the Raiders and get a piece of the NCC title. But, I mean, well, I, I just... The Berries have beat up on, what, the bottom four teams in the conference. Um, the other two teams in the non-conference that they play were 3A, 2-5 and five teams. I, they just don't play anybody. It's hard to get a real read on the Berries. Uh, am I wrong for thinking that Harrison should just, you know, kind of boat race them tonight? Well, I'm uh, right now typing up my predictions to post on jcomline.com and actually just uh, I wrote that down very thing you just said. The schedules aren't very comparable in terms of the competition, and uh, I picked Harrison to win 35-7. to So uh, Logansport is a much better team. The schedule is very favorable. I think back in the day when, uh, you know, Purdue would have the football season where it's like, hey, this is the year you don't play Michigan or Ohio State. You should, you know, get 9 or 10 wins. Uh, that's kind of where Logansport is right now where it's, you know, they played Kokomo. It was 14 to nothing, competitive, but didn't really do anything offensively. Other than that, you know, avoided Lafayette Jeff uh, up until now has avoided Harrison. Um, you, you know, the one game that was really competitive was McCutcheon, which, as we know, is, is struggling right now. And, and McCutcheon really probably should have won that, that football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed the field goal there at the end of that one. So th- I think that more, tells me more about, you know, when you look at Harrison compared to McCutcheon, where Logansport is. And uh, I just think that uh, this is a case where Harrison knows we uh, – We've got Richmond next week, uh, as of now. Uh, 
and wrap this up tonight, beat Logan Sport, take care of business going forward, and we're the NCC champs. We can't control, you know, an undefeated Kokomo team. We're just going to, you know, as of right now, know that we've got at least a share of the title. And I think that Harrison knows that. Harrison's going to take care of business. And Harrison uh, is a team that right now you're looking at, at 5A and you're saying that's a team that needs all the momentum it can to possibly make a, a run at its first regional championship in a long time. So, um, yeah, I think this will be a game that you look at the records and you say two six and one teams, but one is far superior to the other. And the most one-sided matchup tonight, it's not even going to be close, Jeff will head over to Marion. It's amazing to me that you know, Marion, well, these are guys who's a couple, couple of seasons off of making a huge tournament run. I mean, they went all the way to uh, the semi-state in 2010, and uh, then they fell to 4-5, and five, and now they can't win a football game. They can't score. Uh, Jeff is just, I, I mean... The whole, you might as well just start the uh, scout team here tonight, and they'd still get to the running clock by the second half. Yeah, and I remember covering a couple times. I even went to Marion one time to see Lafayette Jeff play play them, and I, I was thinking these are going to be some really good games. And it was, you know, talking about schemes, Jeff, you know, was was the better football team, but Marion had maybe some of the better athletes. And they, there was a year that I thought Marion's offense was quarterback left, quarterback right, and you just couldn't stop it because. They just put a guy back there that uh, was faster than everybody on the field. And uh, they have a couple guys like that right now, not enough of them. Uh, they, yeah, they just cannot score. And when you're playing Lafayette, Jeff, the one thing you have to be able to do is score because you're not going to stop them. You, know, you have to do what Harrison does and match them touchdown for touchdown and hopefully at some point get the go-ahead and, and draw a little bit of a lead. But that's not going to happen tonight. I think, uh, you know, Jeff really is going to just impose its will, put up 60, 70, 80, 1,000 points if it wants to, and uh, then we're talking about next week and a Kokomo team that's undefeated and a real chance to feel good about where you are if you can win that game going into the tournament. We're talking with Sam King, Journal and Courier here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Let's uh, look at our last matchup of the night. 1-6 McCutcheon at 1-6 Arsenal Tech, and I hate to say this, this is almost must-win territory for the Mavericks after coming off those four losses. I understand who they played and all that, and there's still a gap there. They're building a program. Uh, this feels like the type of game, Sam, to me, though, that you need to win for the program's sake, right? If you're going to build, uh, you need wins against teams like this in these situations. And then Marion next week, uh, they have got to, I honestly think they've got to win these last two games of the year here to uh, continue to get some momentum with this uh, rebuild. Yeah, that's something I talked to Coach Strasser about at practice earlier this week and also to uh, one of the players, Jack Moreland. Was, uh, it almost feels like these are two great opportunities to, you know, right now they're, they're exactly where they were a year ago with one win. M- look much better on the field, but that hasn't translated to wins. And you need to feel like on top of that progress, we've got more wins to show for it to say that, hey, we took a step in the right direction. And that starts tonight. This is a pretty even game when you look at it. You know, I'm sure Tech's coaches are saying the same thing. Hey, we're playing a 1-6 and six team that this is a chance for us to go out and, and beat and uh, really feel like we're making some improvements. Uh, so I expect this to be a, a dogfight where it really comes down to the team that uh, is more disciplined. And it sounds like these two teams over the course of the season, uh, that's been a struggle, as you would expect with any 1-6 and six team, with, whether it's penalties or turnovers or things like that. Um, 
it's going to be who makes less of those tonight. I, I like McCutcheon to win this. I don't know if that's just the local favoritism in me, hoping that McCutcheon gets a win. Um, but I really think that uh, this is a team that, after the last two weeks, uh, could feel kind of defeated and beaten down. But I also think that, you know, you were there last week. I feel like McCutcheon just went out on the field and was like, we're playing Lafayette, Jeff. They always stump us, and that's kind of what was expected. Here you have a game that even was competitive last year, and I think they take the field thinking this is a great chance for us to win and um, get some momentum going. And, you know, a lot of these kids haven't won many football games that are playing uh, tonight. So that would be a huge, you know, confidence booster, uh, future program builder, all those types of things to say, hey, we took a massive step forward because this is a team that uh, beat us last year. Uh, I believe it was last year. The last time they played it was a one-touchdown game. And uh, just hopefully you get that win next week, and then you go into the tournament with a two-game winning streak and uh, feeling really great about the way that you closed your regular season. Yeah, and I like their junior class, too. I think they got uh, some good talent returning as well. It's going to be a process out there, but uh, I think things are, are moving at least in the right direction. But you definitely need a couple of these wins here to validate what you've been doing. Uh, Sam King, Lafayette, Journal, and Courier. Again, he's going to have all kinds of write-ups with uh, this weekend. you got high school football tonight. you got cross-country sectional. you got the uh, volleyball se- or not volleyball, the uh, soccer sectionals all weekend long as well. So uh, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. He'll keep you up to date with all that stuff. Sam, best of luck here, and uh, stay safe driving all across the county all weekend, all right? Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Jared. All right, thanks, Sam. We're going to take a little break. Hang tight. We'll come back. Coach Brian Nay, Central Catholic Knights. He's our guest next. It's the Hammer Down Show, 101.7 The Hammer. and Welcome back. Uh, this is the Hammer Down Show, 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7 The Hammer. Com. We're going to go over to our uh, Hammerhead hotline, and uh, Coach Brian Nay is with us. Central Catholic Knights continuing to roll here, third win in a row uh, last week as they uh, beat up on Twin Lakes 49-7. Uh, to seven. Uh, Another impressive performance by both your offense and defense last week, Coach. Congratulations. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, our coaching staff you know, doing a heck of a job. Uh, you know, identifying strengths and, and magnifying them while uh, while at the same time addressing some of our, uh, you know, some of our deficiencies and, and, and trying to get those caught up as, as quickly as possible. I can't say enough about our, our about our staff. Yeah, and uh, of course it's uh, starting to show here on the field. I know we were uh, maybe a little sluggish out of the gate. You come back, you get the win at Seeger. Uh, I know the Garrett loss uh, stinks, uh, the West Lafayette game, but it just seems like ever since uh, the West Lafayette game, you guys have figured out a little something about yourselves. Uh, is, is that accurate? Yeah, I would say I, I would say that. I mean, uh, you know, you know, hand, handling failures in those two, you know, in, in those two instances, uh, you know, it really, it really like it magnifies it, it magnifies where you're weak. It also, you know, it, it can magnify a lot of things, you know, and, and uh, you know, since we've, you know, since we've you know, we've been able to we've we've been able to turn it around and and, and start stacking some wins. Uh, you know, we're really uh, we're really adamant about how we handle success. So we we've we've obviously handled uh, you know those a couple of those failures. Um, the kids have have responded and handled those well. But uh, I think it says a lot about a team on how they handle success. And uh, you know, we'll we'll see tonight. You know how how we handle uh, three in a row. You know, Ben Mazur last week, eight for eleven. Bobby Metzger, four for four. Um, have you 
Have you figured out that uh, that secret sauce there? Have you found a happy balance between uh, your two quarterbacks? Um, no, I think that'll always be a I think that'll always be a work in in, in progress. Um, you know that w- what they do what what where they where they're both excelling right now is is at opposite ends of the quarterback spectrum. Um, so it, it's kind of it, it's definitely on us to. Uh, you know, to be able to continue to accentuate their strengths um, but not be predictable in the meantime. Because, you know, obviously the more film you put out there mm-hmm. um, of, of a two-quarterback type system, um, the more you're going to the more you're gonna build tendencies. So we're doing, a, you know, we're, uh, we're doing a lot of work uh, week to week in our self-scout, especially since that, uh, especially since Benji has, has, has gotten healthy and has, has been 100% cleared. Um, you know, we, we were self-scouting our tendencies and, uh, you know, obviously trying to get him caught up, uh, you know, caught up in, in winning from the pocket. That's, that's kind of where, you know, physically he's, he's very gifted and, uh, you know, what he's, what he's done, what he's done for us is, is he's added, he's added an element in our run game to take pressure off of Baylor Smith. Um, and, and anytime you can play 11 man football, this kind of goes back to, uh, my days at Decatur Central when we had Bryce Jefferson and Tyrone Tracy. Um, you know, when you play, when you, when you're able to play 11 man football, um, and take the pressure off of, you know, your, your star receiver slash running back, you know, with your, and your quarterback can add value in the run game. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes you extremely, you know, extremely dynamic. And that's what Ben's been able to do. Uh, where we're really pushing him right now is to, you know, is to be able to, to drop back and win from the pocket, which that's, you know, in his situation, coming back from what he's had to come back from and, and not playing as a junior, um, you know, that's that's going to be the last thing that, you know, it's going to be the most difficult thing, you know, for a quarterback in our system to get, which Bobby has that down. Uh, um, you know, Bobby's done such a great job of getting getting that, that down. Um, but, uh, you know, as soon as, as soon as Benji can, can, can show that he can win from the pocket on a Friday night, I think it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna open our offense up even more. So uh, so when you ask if we figure that situation out, I don't know if you if you can ever really truly figure out you know your uh, a two quarterback situation. Um, you know it's 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 my first time as a head coach you know having this this situation like we have it, and I, I really think it's a special situation that it doesn't happen uh, doesn't happen often and. Uh, and again, you know, there's only one guy you can snap the ball to. So uh, it's 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 a pos- it's a position unlike any other in in, in sports. And uh, and yeah, we're we're trying to manage manage it, you know, as effectively as possible, and and obviously not uh, not become too predictable in the process. Talking with Coach Brian Day, Central Catholic Knights here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Um, also, one thing I wanted to bring up with you here with the uh, box score because you don't see this a ton. Right now, especially out of you, but uh, boy, uh, eight carries for a freshman last week and made uh, Mason Meester. Uh, Baylor was great, uh, right? Sixteen for two hundred three touchdowns. Uh, but to uh, have a freshman come in and uh, get some of those reps on a Friday night, um, that that can be pretty darn rare. Uh, talk a little bit about your freshman and uh, what you oh. thought about him in the backfield. Um, you know, we can't. We are very, very excited about uh, about Mason Meister. Um, he's uh, he's he's a favorite in the locker room. Um, you know, 
he's he's definitely he, he's rare as a freshman to get uh, you know to get the the explosive athleticism that 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 he brings already. And uh, he's a he's a he's a weight room fiend. Uh, you know he's he's really uh, you know he came in he came into the in, into the varsity you know the high school program you know already you know with with some gifts athletically um, just some God given some God given ability but uh, just I can't I can't say how I, I can't you know I can't say enough how how coachable he is and how how he. He doesn't make the same mistake twice. He just he gets it right. Um, Ooh, yeah. So so in terms of correction, you know, anytime like he's not like he's not doing the typical freshman stuff where you're having to coach something out of him for weeks on end. Like you address it one time, and uh, you know, and he makes he makes the correction. And you know, Baylor Baylor is Baylor is special, and I don't think anybody can can deny that. Um, just what he brings, what he brings to the table, especially behind, uh, you know, we say every week, you know, the offensive line sets the table and it's, it's by far the best offensive line we've had since we've been here. Um, but Baylor, you know, anybody who's watched him and it, I would, if you came and watched him in practice, nothing changes. I mean, he runs as hard in practice as he does on a Friday night and, and to have him, you know, kind of bring, uh, you know, bring Mason along is going to be, is going to, you know, it's going to pay dividends, um, you know, as we transition into 2023 and, and beyond. But, uh, but yeah, that's not the last, you know, it's, it's the first you kind of saw Mason on a Friday night. But uh, believe me, uh, it won't be the last. I mean, he's, he, he, you know, as, you know, God willing, you know, uh, he, he continues to stay healthy and continues to progress as he does. Um, he's going to be very much. He's different, but he's going to be very much like a Baylor Smith, where you're going to see him toting the rocks for the Knights as a sophomore and beyond. So we're, we're extremely excited about him. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that you brought you brought that up because that kid does need uh, the re- he, you know he deserves he deserves the recognition for uh, he does it the right way. You know, he's he's a model. You know, he he's a model football player for our program and and our program culture. Coach Brian Nay here with us on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline tonight. Uh, it starts at 6.30 here with the uh, pregame 7 o'clock with the kickoff at uh, BC. Uh, the Bison uh, having a little bit of success this year. Coach Andy Stanifers has been doing a pretty solid job, I think, here early on. Uh, when you see the Bison, uh, what do you notice different about them this year? 100% can't, uh, you know, Coach Stanifer is is doing a great job out there. We look at their style of play. We don't look at anything else. You know, I talked to, talk to Sam King. About that this week as well. Uh, I mean, in the Hoosier Conference, you got to throw the you, and really in high school football in general. Uh, you know, we don't we don't look at we don't we don't spend any time, not one second, looking at a record. We 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 look at the film and we look at the style of play. Those kids play hard. They understand they understand their roles. They understand so obviously they're very well coached. They understand what they're supposed to do, and they do it at 100 miles an hour. Offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, ex- Thoroughly impressed with uh, with the Bison and, and and what Coach Danifer has done with them, uh, you know, in the last two years. Um, their style, you know, they they have a they have a uh, you know a quality style of play that we very much respect, and uh, you know, we we uh, I think we're going to go out there and, and and have our work cut out for us for sure. Coach Brian Nay, set for kickoff tonight, 7 o'clock here on 1017 The Hammer, taking on Benton Central. Coach, hey, it is always a pleasure talking with you on a Friday here about a little bit of football. I love doing it, man. Best of luck tonight. 
Yep. Thanks, Jerry. You're the best. Welcome back as uh, we get set to wrap up your work week here on the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Uh, you can hear both Sam and uh, Coach Nay here as we uh, post the show up after the game, which you can always listen to at a couple places. Follow us on Twitter. We're at 1017TheHammer on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Find our Facebook page. It's easy to do. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. I believe we're also on Audible. They throw this thing like everywhere. So uh, feel free. Make sure you give us a subscribe. You don't miss out on any of the interviews or uh, any of the show. You can always go back and uh, take a listen. And I do appreciate those of you that go back and uh, take a listen. Even if it is to tell me that I was wrong three days ago on something, uh, I always appreciate that. And, of course, you can always reach out to us via our Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead text line. That's easy to do. You just text in your thoughts at 765-447-4080. That is 765-447-4080. Uh, we got a great show tomorrow. Don't forget Boiler Game Day back at uh, 10 o'clock is what we got a noon kickoff again here over at uh, at Maryland. Uh, excited for that. Kyle and I will break down everything that you need to know, uh, all the last-minute stuff that you need to know about. Uh, it'll all be here tomorrow on Boiler Game Day. And so far, nothing else really changing here in our status. Uh, we're still sitting at around uh, a three-point uh, spread in this one. The over-under has dropped considerably. It was like at 68 when it opened. And it's down to like 56 now, I believe, is the last time I uh, I took a look at it. So that's something to keep an eye on. And I think this is going to be a slightly higher scoring game. But, yeah, I probably would have faded under 60-something, too. That just seems like a little bit, just a little bit too much. I, I think you can't discount the fact that Jalen Graham could possibly be back. That'd be a huge boost. You get your best defensive player back. Um, Coach Brom said yesterday, and this is via Tom Deanhart, goldenblack.com, right now I'm optimistic that he will play. So that one I feel pretty good about unless we have some setbacks or something flares up. Great. Also said that Aiden O'Connell, good to go. You like to hear that, that uh, he wasn't too banged up coming out of that game last week, which he clearly looked like he was a little bit sore and throwing at times. Um, should be great. I'm looking forward to this one. This will be a great test. Maryland very much capable of putting up a bunch of points. And um, I, for one, just want to see Jalen Graham back there patrolling uh, in that uh, in that defensive end. I want to see what he's got. We all know how elite of a player that he is. And I think that defense is a slightly bigger animal. And for a passing team, a pass-heavy team like Maryland, to have somebody with the versatility of Graham out there is uh, very, very huge. I don't know what to make of Maryland right now. I mean, great. You beat up on Buffalo. You beat up on Charlotte. You beat up on SMU by, what, seven? Eh. I mean, that SMU program, we talked about it, not exactly in great shape right now. Um, You lose by seven to Michigan, which on the road is actually... Low-key, kind of impressive. And then you turn around and you beat up on Michigan State last week, which is not impressive. The thing I'm most impressed with is a seven-point loss to Michigan. I don't know how great I feel about that. I know Chuck Sizzle's going to be great. Aiden O'Connell's going to look a little bit better. 
How's Tua's little bro look? And can they get pressure on him? Make him make some bad decisions early. Sounds like no King Daru. If we got to go with Devin Mockaby, I am 100% here for that. I'm ready to roll. I think Purdue's in a good space going on this one. It's going to be a dogfight. Don't get me wrong. It's going to come down to turnovers and special teams here. Purdue's just going to have to make some plays. Big plays. We need the return of the big play. And I think Purdue, to win this one, might have to get into the 30s. 20 points is not going to cut it like they did last week against Minnesota. I'm throw out FAU because there's no Aiden O'Connell. Now they needed over 30 to beat Syracuse. They didn't get it. Indiana State doesn't count. I just think they're going to have to get back up into the low 30s to win this one. But we'll again, we'll break it all down. All the latest, Kyle and I will discuss that tomorrow starting at 10 o'clock right here. Boiler Game Day. We'll have uh, plenty of great special guests as well. And uh, if you haven't heard it, it's great. I mean, I, I have a lot of fun with that. Dads versus Daughters is back. Charlotte, my five-year-old, six and one last week on her pick. So if you're struggling... I got somebody for you to tail, all right? Don't forget, 6.30 starts our pregame show from Benton Central. The Knights of Central Catholic taking on the Bison. 7 o'clock with that kickoff here tonight. I'll see you back there then, and enjoy your weekend. This is the Hammer Down Show on 